Yeah, we are back with another episode, man, on week 14. I'm with my originals here, Corday, my boy Chase, who will be coming on a little bit later to do the fantasy. How you doing, Corday? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, bro. You know, the team is on a three-game winning streak, man. So, you know, oh, oh, I'm feeling, man. <laughs> I'm feeling a little good, man. I'm feeling yeah, good. Yeah, I ain't trying to pick top five, I see. I ain't trying to pick top five. All right. Nah, we ain't trying to pick top five, man. We don't We don't pick good anyway. You know what I'm saying? We don't pick ah, good. Ah, that's anyway. true. That's, hey, that's facts. That's facts. That's, facts, that's, bro. I, that's what I don't be understanding. I don't understand how Raider fans be wanting us to lose, you know, to, to, to get a top pick. We don't never, we don't never pick well. But anyway, man, this is not a Raider pod, obviously, man. I wish it kind of was, but it ain't, man. So anyway, but yeah, let's get into it. So we're going to start with our hot topics. Um, Let's start with OBJ, man. You know, uh, there was some rumors going around about him possibly not being able to start in January. What you what you think or what did you hear about that? So I heard um, the rumor after because OBJ has been out here floating around the other teams like, yeah, who's going to sign OBJ? Who going to get him? Um, He visited. The Buffalo Bills, uh, I believe it was last Friday. Then um, he visited the Giants this past weekend. Then he visited uh, Dallas on Monday. And then <clears throat> as of Tuesday when we were recording this, um, they said that, well, Dallas Cowboys uh, were said they were worried about his knee and that he possibly wouldn't be ready to start playing until the middle of January. Um I'm wondering if that's actually true because I haven't heard anything else from the Giants or the Bills, or is this the Cowboys putting it out there as a way to like, well, the reason why we didn't sign him was because we was concerned about that knee still. Basically, Jerry uh, still getting pubbed that we had him here, but uh, the reason why we didn't sign him is, is because of this. And um, I'm just wondering if that's actually true. I know he's coming off the uh, torn ACL. But at this point, he had a tour in February. At this point, we're at the 10-month mark. They usually say it takes about eight and a half, nine months to like fully recover. And then, you know, you usually get back out there. Ten months. Uh, it's been ten months now, and he's back there, uh, back out there. Uh, Jameson Williams, a guy who tore his ACL in college, I think probably two weeks before OBJ did, returned um, this past weekend. To right. the Lions, he got drafted by the Lions. So I'm just wondering, okay, how is could he really be out? Is he really have to wait till January, or is just a rumor? So the team doesn't look bad; they don't sign him, and he goes and does well somewhere else. But see, that's my thing, though. I mean, how bad would they really look? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they did because I mean, every team, right? There's a few teams, like you said, that has already met with him and whatnot, you know, and they didn't sign him either. So I mean, if Dallas didn't sign him, I mean, I guess really to please maybe the Cowboy fans, maybe they would be upset, like, oh, why didn't we sign him? Why, you know, so I could see that in that sense. But for the most part, I mean, you know, I mean, they nobody should be feeling no type of way, I think, because the Cowboys is doing their thing right now, man, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I don't even think, you know, it's crazy. I was just, had, I just had a conversation at work. One of the guys, he's, he's a Cowboy fan. And he was saying, he asked me if he, if, if I thought that the Cowboys needed OBJ, and they don't. I don't think the Cowboys need him. I think it will be a great ad because, especially if he can play right now, because of his ability to. Well, he's a veteran for one. I still think they need that veteran presence. CB Lamb, as much as I like him coming out, and he's played well here in spurts, but he's inconsistent still. You know, and OBJ can go in there, and if he's healthy, he can possibly be that number one over there. Um, but so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they need him. I don't think anybody really should trip, even if they didn't sign him, even with Jerry 
coming out saying that or the, the, the Cowboys organization coming out saying that. But however, though, that could be true. That could be true because, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't been a full year yet. It hasn't been a full year since OBJ tore his ACL. So, I mean, you know, normally it takes a full year, maybe even a little longer sometimes. So he may actually not be ready to go out and play right now. So that is it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I, I would think that, you know, he actually may not be ready to play. That may not because, you know, he went with the Giants. I don't see why he why he would sign with the Giants. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, he was mad when he left there. You know, I, I know it was a different QB at that time, but I think it was more than that. I think, you know, he enjoyed that city, enjoyed the state over there. I, I, I think he enjoyed playing for that organization, you know. So I, I do think, you know, if if he – well, if he really want to be there and they really – obviously they, they want him. I don't know how bad they want him. He would be there, you know, so that it didn't happen. So I don't know. The neat thing could be – I don't know. The, the, it could be an issue. It really could be an issue there. It may not just be a rumor. We'll find out. We'll see, you know. So we'll see how that turn out to be. What do you think? If I ask you right now, what what team do you think he would sign with? At, at the end of the day, when this is all over with, don't say the Eagles either. <laughs> no, you're not going to the Eagles. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel I honestly felt that um that the Cowboys was probably the short thing, and then. Just because they're rolling and stuff. Because literally, it came down to when what did the, the Cowboys play on Thursday night, right? Uh, or when they played Thursday night, it was the Cowboys versus the Giants, and they put a molly whopping on the Giants. And then last week, in this past week, they looked really good too. So I'm like, man, you would you would think you would go with the Cowboys because it was down to those two teams, right? But because Jerry's saying this about his knee, uh, I don't think he would go to the to the uh, to the Giants just because Daniel Jones is the quarterback and they don't really throw it like that at all. I honestly think he was surprises again, like he surprised us last year. And I think he would go to a dark horse and probably the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. Okay. That was, see, I would hate for that to happen, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that could happen. That could happen for sure. It would be great for the player, terrible for your team. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. I was leaning towards Dallas. I thought he was going to sign with Dallas. I'm going to go and say the Bills, man. Yeah. I'm going to say the Bills. Um. I just think it's just add more weapons to that team that's already really stacked. You know, obviously we're we're, we're going to get into them. They're one of the games that we're going to be talking about. They're in one of the games, obviously versus Jets. So we'll talk about that. But that team is stacked, and I just think why not? You know what I'm saying? And then they can actually afford to wait a little bit, even if he's not ready to go right here and now. They could afford to wait because they have they they got digs over there. They they have weapons over there. You know, they're running the, they're running the ball a lot more now. So. So yeah, I mean that's a team that I think he would he would ultimately sign with. I'm gonna go with the Bills. So our next topic here, man, we're gonna get into the Baker Mayfield situation. I'll go ahead and I'll lead you off with it. What do you I mean, you know, now we know that he's signed with, you know, the Rams, obviously. It's mm-hmm. Thursday. You know, he's he's with the Rams. He may play today. Yeah. Just what they have super need. Yeah. They need you right, right, right. Wh- who if he plays, what kind of impact you think he would have with the Rams? And and does he has a does he have a future with the with, with the LA Rams? Um, if he plays tonight, it's gonna be a very minimum impact. I mean, it's this I don't even believe this is the same system from the Panthers to the Rams. That and then I think also will do a disservice to him if he goes out there and tries to wing it, you know, because if you get here on a Tuesday, because I believe he's flying out there. 
uh, as of today, and uh, like you get in there, <laughs> like, why would you try to? I get you competitor, you want to play, but it, it wouldn't be a good outing, I don't believe at all. Now his future with the Rams, but let's say uh, if he doesn't want to um, come back, they get a compensatory pick. But then Stafford still got uh, what is it, the, the neck or something like that, or he's having to deal with some kind of injury, and then that elbow too. So maybe McVeigh um, looks at him like maybe through a reclamation project. We don't have first round picks that really drafts a QB high, and then also I'm looking at it as. You know, Sean McVay is a very good offensive coordinator. Maybe he can try to utilize the best out of Baker Mayfield and probably uh, best coach since he's been with Stefanski, even though Stefanski ran mainly uh, a run-dominant offense. This He could probably coach up Baker. So it would be interesting to see him long in the long-term plans, but if Stafford comes back healthy, he's probably still the backup. So... But if Stafford still has those elbows injuries, maybe he might be in the plans for him. But I don't think Baker sees himself as a, as a backup, so that's probably why he would probably leave. I hear you on that. I, I'm be honest with you, man. Um, I think I think he does play. I think he does play. I think you know. I I, I think at this point right now, you know, Sean McVay want to see what he has because at the end of the day. They don't have, like you said, they don't have the draft picks. They don't have the draft picks to really look into really drafting a QB. I mean, they could wait on like for a possible maybe Hendon Hooker um, out of Tennessee, who I really like, but he tore his ACL. So, you know, he's going to fall in his draft, unfortunately for him. Um, But outside of that, they don't really, there's some other QBs out there, you know, and I got to, I got to get on my tape on a couple other QBs that may be going in the mid rounds. But for the most part, some of the top guys, you know, this is a QB class, they're not going to be able to get. So with, you know, Sean McVay, knowing that an organization, knowing that you bring somebody in, Baker Mayfield, somebody that had some success over there in Cleveland, enough success to the point where, you know, they thought he was a long term, not just because they drafted him, but I mean, because of the, the running ability with the two running backs, Nick Chubb, obviously Kareem Hunt, and them being able to really take the pressure off of him and whatnot. He was they felt like he can, you know, that that he was able to really make that offense go and and really just not turn over the ball. I think Sean McVay may look at it the same way. You know, obviously his scheme is a lot different than Kevin Stefanski, but you know, at the same time, his defense, I feel like the, when they're all healthy, this is the better defense over here, you know. Um, and we're expecting Jalen, I mean, hopefully Jalen Ramsey gets back to not tonight, though, obviously, because they're going against my Raiders. So Hopefully not tonight. But, I mean, you know, I'm expect they're expecting him to really turn around and, and be the corner that he is, you know, and and they'll, they'll you know, they'll still have number one or top three corner in the league. But with, with him, though, if they're able to start him today and then start him for the rest of the year, if he stays healthy, they get to see what they have. And the thing is, too, with Matthew Stafford, he has a neck injury. And, neck in, I mean, we neck injuries ain't nothing to play with. You know, I mean, that's just something – Right there, that could, you know, you could really, you could have early retirement. off, And his won't even be early because he's already 34. He'll be going on 35, I believe, next year. So it wouldn't even be really early for him, you know, especially with him dealing with so many. And he's got the shoulder injury. He's got so many different things he's dealing with. And then he's won his Super Bowl already. So I, I don't know. I, I just He may not even be the same, you know. He may not even really want to play football like that. Anymore. So I just think. With them playing Baker, 
them seeing what they got, I think gives them kind of a head start on what they want to do going into next season. Because there's no chance they think they're going to make the playoffs this year. It's already no, they have like three wins on the season. So, right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's canceled Christmas on the Rams already. It's it's they might get four tonight. You know, they're playing the Raiders. So. Oh, knock it off. <laughs> we, we about to we about to win. It's about to be four in a row. Yeah, but, nah, this team looks terrible. <laughs> I mean, because because like, uh, definitely Baker's a, a reclamation project at this point, and then also on offense, they have a ton of injuries. Like with Cooper Cup is out, right? Yeah, with, with Carolina, he had uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore wasn't able to do nothing, and Robbie Anderson, and so. It's like now you're going to a depleted Rams team, especially on offense. Like that defense is still good, but that offense is minus Cooper Cup. Uh, you only have Van Jefferson, and they I finally saw a 2-2 Atwell sighting. Um, Cam Akers is starting now after almost being traded at the deadline, but they cut Daryl Henderson, which was the, the weirder of the two. Like Henderson was the starter from day one, but then you cut him, kept Akers. So I'm like I'm kind of wondering where are you going with this? Also, this old line is depleted since the uh, retirement of Andrew Whitworth. His backup got hurt, then several other backups along those starters and backups along the offensive line. So they really can't run the ball like they want to, and they can't throw the ball like the uh, the best receiver they got right now, or the most physical one is uh, Ben Skoranek. And the biggest play he made all season was when he uh what he he was playing fullback and he went head up with uh, the linebacker from um, Arizona and, and knocked him out for the rest of the game. Like, he hit him in the ribs or something. I know I know, I know, know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, that's who Baker's going to be throwing to. So, But he got a couple other guys, though. He got he got Atwell over there. He got Tutu over there. He got Van Jefferson over I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's a great point. I mean, they're injured, they're, they're injured everywhere. You know, I get it. But I don't know. I You would have to think Sean McVay is trying to see something. Part of it is they didn't want the Niners to – for him to fall to the Niners either. I think that was part of it too. You know, but I do think too though, they're looking at their future. They can't draft nobody. Matthew Stafford may retire. We'll see. You know, um neck injury ain't nothing to play. I know he's saying it's not long term, but still you you And he had two concussions this year too. So you deal with a neck and two right. That's another thing. I forgot all about that. Yeah. He's had a couple concussions as well. So I don't know. He may not even come back. So you wanna have you wanna have you still want to be able to compete, even if you don't win next year. That's the goal. The goal is always to win the Super Bowl. But even if you know your team is not built that way or whatever, you want to be able to at least compete. And, you know, with Baker, especially the way – and it's not so much Baker. It's so much what Sean McVay can do on the offensive side of the ball. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he is a, a guru, I would like to say, not just a QB guru. I mean, I like to say offensive guru. That's just yeah. what – what, what he does, man. His play calling, he's great at play calling. You know, it don't matter who's back there, you know. So, yeah. and that's so. the funny thing about it, too. Like, we say offensive genius, but like you made a great point. He's not a QB guru. So, we saw what he did the most with, with golf. Right. But he didn't coach him he and make really him right, right, right. Into like he this didn't amazing dude. So, yeah. Right. But the and, offense was lethal. That's the yeah, thing. The offense was really yeah. lethal, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, and I think he could do the same thing with Baker. I mean, who? I mean, who's who's better, Baker or Jared Goff? <laughs> you know, get rid of both of them, right? I mean, they both the yeah, same. Yeah, they both yeah. the same. They ain't really. I guess yeah, you would yeah. say Jared Goff right now because he's starting in the Lions is winning. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, let's be real. Talent wise, it's, it's it's similar. It's real similar. Yeah. So I just think Sean needs to see what he has, and they'll make it work 
with him if he can get something out of him. And and I think they will – I'm sure they'll cut some slack if, you know, obviously with the missing pieces that they have, you know, obviously they know that. But if they could, if, if he sees something – and I trust his eye his, – his, I mean, he just won the Super Bowl. I mean, I yeah. trust him and what he sees on his team and on his offense. You know, if he sees something with Baker, then who's not going to trust him? <laughs> I mean, this guy just brought a Super Bowl to back to L.A. Hasn't been yeah. done since my Raiders won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I, I like the move. I like the move for sure. Now, our next segment here, man, we're going to hop into our fantasy chase, man. This is the baddest man when it comes down to the, to the fantasy, man. He knows everything and anything when it comes down to that. So, Chase. What are you seeing for this week, man? Who should start and who who's sitting? What you got? So, as I mentioned earlier on in the season, and thanks again for having me on, guys. Uh, Bipocalypse sucks. This is the second one this season. There's six on uh, six teams on by, and it's even worse this go around than it was before because okay. this is implementing the fantasy playoffs. You know, you got a lot of teams that or a lot of leagues that playoffs start week 15, 16, and 17. Like that's the whole playoffs. So for buys to happen on week 14, you have six teams on by. A lot of teams are going to be struggling. You know, we're missing Fields. Uh, we're missing Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, uh, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, McLaurin, Dotson, Gibson. You know, there's a lot of different teams that, you know, they're going to be impacting you. So you got to get a little creative, especially if you're just trying to grind out that last win just so you can make that playoff berth, clinch that last seed, uh, you know, whatever whatever it is. Uh, so you're gonna probably be streaming some people this week if you're you know missing one of those players. But I got you covered. I got a lot of starts and sits this week. I got a lot of information. Got some. Uh, I'll try and be as quick and concise for most of you all as possible. But man, uh, I will say one of the players I was loving since he has uh, changed teams was uh, Jeff Wilson. Everybody may be worried about him after this past week. He had three opportunities, only one touch for three yards. Really kind of sucked. It was a poor game, guys. Don't panic on Jeff Wilson. I'm telling you right now, that was bad game script from the start. You know, you're facing San Francisco, one of the toughest teams versus a running right. back. Yep. And time of possession, 49ers had the ball 40 minutes and 34 seconds to Miami's 19 minutes and 26 seconds. You're going to be passing the ball when you can. And first downs, Miami had 14 first downs to 24 on uh, San Francisco. So one team's moving the ball, one team's not. One team's running the clock, one team is passing every chance they can because they're behind. Again, Jeff Wilson's a running back. He's not going to be that involved. The one thing that does work in his favor is in the passing down situations, it was him, not Moser. Moser didn't have any targets. So don't panic on him. Start him this week, especially if you're missing one of those running backs. Then you got some injuries like Lamar Jackson. He's hurt. And then, as I mentioned, you know, Fields, he's out on bye. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a knee issue. He's trending towards playing. So things you want to look out there. So you're probably going to be streaming some guys. And as I mentioned, I'll get into that. Golf versus Minnesota. He's uh, available in 40% of the leagues. You got Mike White at Buffalo. Not a great matchup, but anybody's a body at this point. Uh, I also don't mind Huntley at Pittsburgh. He's going to have that rushing floor. He always puts up numbers rushing. That's a deeper league stream, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league. Uh, somebody I'm looking there. And I'll get into my start and sits in a moment. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going all over. I just ha I Trust me, I have no, pages of, of notes for this for this week. Uh, uh, 
some waiver wires to look at. James Cook, 43% of the snap share. Uh, they're really a running back by committee. committee. However, he had more targets than uh, Singletary. He uh, was targeted on 41% of the routes he had uh, ran to Singletary's 35%. I feel like those are all things we should be looking at. Make sure you're picking up Zonovan Knight if he's available. Cam Akers, as you all were just talking about, you know, it's a bad team, but he's a running back that's starting. What what you think he's going to do? See, this is see, I don't play fantasy as much as well, at all. What do you think he's going to do today? God, I I, I don't want to start him if I have the ch- if I have the option. Genuinely, okay. I I I don't. I would. I would love not to, but again, sometimes a warm body is what you need in there at this point. Because, like, for instance, there's a dynasty league I'm in. I'm in a rebuild, but somehow my team has gone god mode the last four weeks. I'm on a four-game winning streak, and I'm going to make the playoffs, and I was supposed to be, like, a top-two pick this year. Oh, okay. You turned it around. I wasn't trying to, okay? I was trying to lose, but I'm always going to set my best possible lineup, and then... You know, you got Justin Fields who went God mode the last few weeks. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown. Those types of players have just, you know, boomed for me the past few weeks. Uh, and then, so I wound up picking up Zonovan Knight. He he blew up as well. I would love to have Cam Akers to be my second running back because my second running back right now is one of Deion Jackson or uh, Keontae Ingram. <laughs> oh, shit. So, like, that team's in shambles there. But, I mean, I'm stacked with picks for this upcoming year. Got to get uh, beyond Robinson. Right. Uh, looking at all that. But, again, it depends on your situation. I'm not going to start Cam Akers over, you know, Miles Sanders. I, I would take the chance on Miles Sanders in a tough matchup than Cam Akers. Okay. So, but, I mean, it kind of depends on where you're at. And But I think – I don't know, though, because, I mean – and it, it, it's it's – Gonna sound crazy because I'm a Raider fan, but I mean the Giants is we're solid at stopping the run, but the Giants may be a little bit better. Oh no, I know they're better, but I just know the usage and the O line behind Philadelphia is gonna be better for Sanders than it is for Akers. Okay. Okay. And you know, there's not a whole lot that offense can do. Uh, you know, they don't have Stafford, as you all mentioned, they don't have Cup. That team's in shambles, you know, it's Baker see, going that's to that what team. I think, though, I think they would run the ball a little bit more today. I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more than what they normally would because they don't have those weapons and they got a they got a QB that's never been in that offense before. Well, I don't think Baker starts today. I don't. Okay. Okay. But I, you, he, there's no way he's going to learn the offense that quick. No, like, I don't think he learns it. I definitely don't think he's going to pick up the offense that quick at all. I just think at this point they're trying to see what they have, and because. So, and because Sean McVay – oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, here's where I see Akers at. So, last week he had 17 touches for 60 yards and two touchdowns. That was 19 fantasy points. I could okay. see him getting 17 touches. I could see him getting 60 yards. Okay. I don't see him getting one or two touchdowns. And during this time period since he's been back with the team, he's had two targets. One reception, zero yards. So, in PPR leagues, he's just not startable there. I'll start Brian Robinson over him. But he's on by. Okay. So, but Brian Robinson's not utilizing the passing game. Uh, he, here's somebody I'd start. I'd start Acres over this week. Uh, I would start him over Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, and this kind of was segue in my start sits. Damian Pierce is my sit for running back at the week of the week. Okay. As we kind of mentioned, Jeff Wilson, how he had a bad game script last week. 
They're facing uh, Houston's facing Dallas. Dallas is 17 point favorites. It's not a game I would start a running back from Houston in. Uh, I think there's no chance that Houston's even remotely in the game. And on top of that, I think time of possessions can be heavily in Dallas's favor. So I, yeah. I would start Cam Akers over Damian Pierce this week. I, I would love Damian Pierce to do good because I, I love the kid. I love the talent. I love that he's you know just been grinding it out. But that's just kind of where I'm at there. Uh, start of the week at running back, I'll go Ramondre Stevenson at Arizona. They've allowed 12 red zone touchdowns to running backs rushing-wise, uh, and they are allowing the second most yards per carry in the red zone to running backs. So I, I think uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and on top of that, Ramondre Stevenson gets more usage than any other running back in the league when Damien Harris is not in the game. So he's his average with Damien Harris out, he's getting 98% of the running back snaps. I also like uh, Deontay Foreman this week at Seattle. Uh, not the best of matchups. I think a lot of their uh, recent running back stats is inflated after uh, your boy Josh Jacobs just destroyed them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I mean, I'll give you a shout-out. Uh, <laughs> moving to the quarterback position, I'm going to be sitting Deshaun Watson. Cincinnati's good against the quarterback. It's his second game back. First game looked rough, and it's also the back-to-back road games. And Bengals have been top four against quarterbacks. I just, I'm not start. I'm not starting Watson right now if I don't need to. Uh, there's very, very seldom situations I'd probably be starting uh, Watson this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins is my start of the week. Detroit over the last four weeks, they're already atrocious versus the uh, quarterback. But over the last four weeks, they've been averaging 27 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. I think Kirk Cousins was already going to be a start, but I think he has top five potential this week with that matchup. I think it's going to be a high over-under, yeah. uh, and I think it could be a shootout. I could see uh, that. That's, the Lions defense is still, you know, it's nobody respects the Lions defense, but they could score. And then obviously Vikings, what they could do on offense. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. Then moving on to uh, wide receivers, Keenan Allen is finally back. Thank God. Keenan Allen versus Miami, another – a uh, high over under game last three games. Keenan Allen has 29 targets, 14 in the most recent one. Uh, he's averaging 16.3 fantasy points in those last three games. Uh, and I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity in this. I'm not worried about Xavier Howard as much. Uh, I know that Miami has been better against the wide receiver as of late, but if you look at the caliber of wide receivers, they've been facing it's, it's night and day from what they faced in the first half of the year. So I think, you know, Keenan Allen's going to come in and, you know, be a more seasoned veteran wide receiver who has, you know, top 10 upside. You got to sit Juju uh, Smith-Schuster versus uh, Denver. (laughs) You just can't start him there. I do like uh, Dolchit versus Kansas City at the tight end position. He's the only consistent option for uh, Denver. And lastly, I, I want to give you all a little tidbit. This kind of blew me away. I was reading a tweet from Mike Clay the other day, and just hearing this, I wasn't too – it blew me away, but I wasn't too shocked because of, you know, being in fantasy and seeing how atrocious the tight end position is. Do you know that, again, they have, these two uh, tight ends have not played since week 10. Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas Goddard are still top six tight ends in fantasy scoring leagues. Jesus. And PPR leagues. Christ. Top six. That's crazy. And they haven't played for three going on four weeks. 
and that's how bad the tight end position is this year. Last year it was off the hook. This year is back to being the super top heavy again, which is which is sad because I drafted several tight ends and all of them sucked <laughs> or just underachieving. So, I mean, you either you know get a Kelsey or you're scrambling to get a meddling Hawkinson. Uh, Andrews has not really lived up to his expectations this year. Kittle hasn't lived up to his, but you're looking for one of those just for the upside. But at this point, like more picks wait, like usually the, the safety net was always Zachary's and PPR because yep. you knew he was going to get you 10 points. Didn't yeah. matter. Like he could get you more, but eight was his low side. 10 was his average. And he had some upside, but you can't find anybody like that. And it's Dolchich right now is the closest thing to it, and it's yeah. it's rough, man. It really is. It's it's, yeah. it's two weeks ago. I think Dolchich got me. I think Dolchich got me like three or four points, but this week he got thirteen. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a. <laughs> and then and like shoot, Dawson Knox, so you, you hope yeah. that he could be good, but he just doesn't yeah. get the opportunity. I never believed in the Dawson Knox hype because most of the people who I see making plays was uh. Was Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis. So I never bought into the Dawson Knox hype. I never even bought into the Gabriel Davis hype just because his plays are, it's discount Deshaun Jackson. Like, (laughs) that's what it is. Like, like, hate me if you will. I mean, but like, at least Deshaun Jackson was, you know, consistent enough to boom Mm -hmm. way more often and be consistent, you know, even in the short yardage games. But unless Gabe Davis just completely blows by everybody and everything works in his favor and he has one of those ridiculous games, it's boom or nothing. It's not even a bust. You're almost getting nothing out of him. Like, mm-hmm. So you're just hoping you like either you're starting him every week or you're playing Russian roulette. Yep. But, man, it's fantasy's crazy like that. And, I mean, you got those players like that. So, like, looking at Gabe Davis, there's been – Five times this uh, year that he scored less, or sorry, six times this year that he scored less than 10 points. Jesus. There's been two times where he scored more than 20. Mm. And then the rest is in between, you know, 10 and 19 or 18. So you mentioned earlier that you would bench Deshaun Watson. Would you also bench um, Amari Cooper? (sighs) I would think so. Man, I, I, I want to bench Amari Cooper. The only thing that kind of worked in his favor is he had nine targets and he had four uh, deep targets, which is high value. As you know, I love looking at those high value targets. So having that usage is good. But the problem is, is he only had, what, four receptions? Yep. So. All right. So my question is, because I have I have him in the league and I have another. Uh, yeah, of course. League. I have uh, Garrett Wilson. Would you rather start Garrett Wilson? Oh, Garrett or- Wilson. Okay. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, because I started Amari Cooper last year, last week in one of my leagues, and it it was a close one, but uh, Tom Brady pulled it out. But uh, I had eight points with uh, Amari, and I had twenty four on my bench with Gary Wilson. I was like, "Damn it, why did I?" I was like, "Ah," I was like, "Mike White's the truth. I need to start. I need to start him." <laughs> Gary Wilson plays well with uh, anybody with, but uh, Zach Wilson. Anybody but Zach Wilson. I think he had like one, like. One or two. I think he had like a 15-point a game and a 20-point game with Zach Wilson. But a lot of other ones was like, like six. But Elijah Moore may have just been kind of like a 
one hit wonder it's looking like because Garrett Wilson is it's the truth right now. He yeah. really is. Yeah. He's coming in there and he is falling out. He is making plays and he is earning those targets. Yeah. Where my thing was Elijah Moore, dude, you're in your second year and you're complaining and you're demanding a trade. Not a good look. Just take your licks. Your team is winning. Mm-hmm. Like that I, I that didn't that didn't rub me the right way. I was sitting there I was like Maybe I'm a team guy. I would rather win, you know. Give me the assist. Give somebody else the touchdown. I don't care, you know. Like I, I understand that was a basketball reference, but you get where I'm going at with this, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't blame him though, bro. I actually got to disagree with you. I don't blame him, and maybe it's because Jordan, if he was on here, he would, he would know. We both was high on Elijah Moore coming out, man. And and when you're in your second year and you're expecting the rookie QB, somebody like Zach Wilson, because a lot of people thought he was going to be really good. When you're expecting him, your your QB to be really good, and and he's not, and you're not getting your targets. You're not. I know it's a team. You're right. It's an ultimate team game for sure. So, but, what would you say his targets should be? Let, let like just. I mean, you can't say they're not. They're not going to be really high because they got Garrett Wilson. I get it, and I, and Garrett Wilson was my number one wide out coming out. So, I'm not even. I'm not even. You know, really arguing that as far as he should be number one in targets. I just think the frustration. Right because now. what about what about the first three weeks when it was Flacco, and there was so much volume there? Garrett Wilson was performing those first three weeks. Yeah, Elijah Moore was seven, five, and nine targets, but he was doing nothing with them. Yeah, he I, had five I, I receptions, three receptions, four receptions, forty yards in each of those games. Right. He was at a certain point, man. When the ball gets in your hand, you got to do something. Yeah, you, I get you, it. But you earn those targets. Players. But some players too gotta get they gotta get in that mode. They gotta get consistent. They and to get that, sometimes they gotta get even more catch or more t- more attempts. Sometimes, you know, their players sometimes may not be able to make the most out of it when they first, you know, when, when they're first being targeted. And they should, but sometimes it's not always the case. So sometimes here's a take, here's a phrase but, that always kind of annoyed me. Uh, best of best ability is availability. You know, I'm sure you've heard that, that cliche. Right, right. Always. He got injured last year after doing well, wasn't available. And then he demands a trade and sits out three games. Dude, you're not there. What, yeah, like, 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 come on, man. That's on you. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that, that I, right there, I, like his stats could be different right now. He could have gotten a, in a groove during that time period. If he wasn't being petty, like you, you want to change the narrative, man, you, you, you change the narrative. Like don't put it on anybody else. Part part of it is definitely injuries for sure, and part of it is, but a lot of it at the same time is on that QB's on that QB situation over there. That QB situation stinks. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Like I mean, they don't have. I mean, right now, look, you, you've seen Robert Sala today. He still don't even know who or not today. What was it? What I think yesterday. Oh, it's Mike White still. <laughs> they, still they, he don't know. The the goal is to get Zach Wilson back on the field. I mean, they, I mean, the after after what Mike was safe face, that it really is because honestly, I, I, we Wilson's that's that's what safe. we that's what some of us think, and then some of us think that it's just you know they drafted Zach Wilson real high and they want him to be the guy. Yeah, but he's just uh, not. The well, guy. you put that capital in him, but it's hard to cut a guy. I mean, you don't right. want to look like you just drafted Josh Rosen, you know. That's like, right. You don't want to repeat. They're gonna have to, with that being said, though, they're gonna have to give him a chance at some point, and that just brings up to my point is that they're un, they're still unsure. Although Mike White is the guy right now, and he's playing, he's playing well enough to keep that job. They don't know who their QB is gonna be in the next two weeks. 
So he, here's a hypothetical. Who would you rather have, Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? <laughs> Not fantasy. This is we're all this off, is off the fantasy. Question, huh? Well, I don't believe it. Look, put it this I, I'll say Russell Wilson. Here's why. Here's why. I'm, I might be a little Let's bit. I might, here's why. Here's why. One, I thought he would I be better why. this year. He's not. So a little bit of that is me blaming more on the head coach than others. So I think Robert Sala is a better head coach than Nathaniel Hackett. So if I had to pick one, like if, I, if, if I'm too, if I'm, you're talking about if I'm the Jets head coach, if I'm picking, if I'm picking for the Jets, it would be Russ Wilson. Period. If I if I'm picking if I'm if I'm trying to pick for that team, Russell Wilson I would is is who I would have starting right now over Zach Wilson. If I'm picking for that team, if I'm picking for Denver, neither one. I just I just think I think it's more Nathaniel Hackett than anything. And here's the other thing too. So Mike White started what uh, he started last week, right? That was his first yep. start. Yep. So what? Uh, Elijah Moore had six targets uh, for Mike White uh, this week for two receptions, seven yards. How come Garrett Wilson did what he did, but Elijah Moore did well, that? Well, Garrett, like, he's that dude. Some some players, though, some players, some players are that good where they get it right there and then. When they get drafted, they live up to the hype. Garrett Wilson, there's no – look, I had Garrett – like I said, I had Garrett Wilson being the number one wide out coming out this year, when he came I, out, I believe you, man. I, Elijah I Moore, I had him as top four, top five. So I, it's not that I, I, you know, I think he's better than Wilson or anything like that. I just, I just understand the frustration. I'm not saying everything yeah. is is on the QB or on the head coach. I just think that, and a lot, like you're, you're, you're right. I mean, if he was healthy, if if he was able to get open more, I get all of that. But some of that frustration for sure goes on that QB situation over there. It's, it's, it's shitty, bro. They don't have consistent QB play over there. Nobody can build chemistry with anybody. <laughs> so here, here's a here's an interesting thing for you, too. Uh, Garrett Wilson was not my top. I told everybody I was, you know, a big Traylon Burks guy. That was, you know, that was my guy. Uh, but the most owned wide receiver I drafted in Dynasty Leagues was Garrett Wilson. I, I have him in my uh so I'm in six or so I'm in uh five dynasty leagues and of the five dynasty leagues I have him in three of those. Mm-hmm. So I'm tell like I believe his talent, man. I do. Honestly, the only thing that drew me back was I wasn't a Zach Wilson believer. But I was like, oh well, they give him all these weapons, you know, they like everything's yeah, working yeah, his way. Line is built. That's what I'm saying. Defense yeah. is there. What else do you need? Quarterback. What else? I mean, what else? What else do you need, bro? Joe Flacco. <laughs> you got. You got. And then that's another thing. You got backups that's that's putting the pressure on you right now. You got Joe Flacco that can come in and start if he need to. I mean, obviously he's not going to do much for you, but he can play better than that. I mean, than than what Zach Wilson is doing. Then you got Mike White doing what he's doing. So I don't know. Zach Wilson is a, is a huge disappointment. Right and Elijah Moore was on the field 81% of the snaps this week too, or this past week, week 13. So, I mean, he was he was there, but and he, you know, he got targets, but the thing was is like he I know we digress a lot. He just he hasn't produced with it. So, I don't know. Part <laughs> of that's right, we, gotta, we got we got to get off why Elijah yeah. Moore ain't producing like how he should be. He is second year right, yeah. wide receiver, but he not as the likes of a Gary Wilson 
No, not yet. Man. Let's give it some time. Let's just see. Let's see what yeah. that. Let's give it. But I hear what you're saying on it. I just, like I said again, the QB situation is not that good either. So. Oh, no, I, I agree. <laughs> also, I think this offense is really only featuring one wide receiver because they're trying to be risk averse. So I think a lot of the plays or routes that Elijah Moore would have thrived in is now going to uh, Garrett Wilson. And then the other person they go to is Corey Davis. And then Jordan's guy, uh, Denzel Mims, get, has a rare sighting every three weeks. So, yeah. I think I was that's so why. high on that guy. So high on Denzel Williams, man. Such a legend. That dropped. That dropped in college. I wasn't high on him because they, because of, was it, was it Corey? Not Corey Davis. What was the guy who came out of Baylor who went to the Browns? They said something about that Baylor offense doesn't translate to the was NFL. That Corey Coleman. Corey know, Coleman, yeah. Coleman. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's spot on. And because of that comment and listening to that, I was like, oh, well, I don't want Denzel Mims on my team because the Eagles were supposed to be targeting him. I was like, I don't want this guy. I'd rather take a risk on DK Metcalf than Denzel Mims. And we see who was the better of two, even though we didn't take him. Uh, shout out to JJ and Turkey Whiteside, the tight end now. You suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it, guys. This was a blast, as always. Thank you. Oh, yeah, all right, bro. We appreciate the knowledge that you dropped, man. With that being said, man, speaking of the Jets and my boy Elijah Moore, (laughs) that's the first game we're about to go into right now, man. (sighs) The Jets and the Bills, man. The Jets and the Bills. I'm going to go ahead and start off with this, man. I'm going to start off with this. So, this – both New York teams, I'm not going to get into the Giants, but both New York teams may be in trouble for the rest of the season. Um, I like the Jets. I like their defense. I like their defense, obviously. Well, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I like their defense better than the Giants' defense. This team is closer than them um, when it comes down to making the playoffs, but they both may fail to miss it. When you think about the Jets, man, and we just talked about it. We just had a segment about yeah. it. Yeah, Mike White, their QB situation is a problem. Mm-hmm. Mike White, yeah, he lit the Bears up, but the Bears wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, it just yeah. they just wasn't. They wasn't prepared for it. Then he he goes into the next game versus the Vikings, and you know, yeah, he he got some fantasy points, you know, yard wise, you know, whatever. But no TDs, two interceptions, yeah. you know, QB rating of fifty nine percent, bro. Like, I mean, that's 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 not good. That's not good when you're coming off the game that you just had, you know, but they were still in it. You know, they yeah. were still in the game. And, to the very end. Yeah, to the very, very end, you know, and it's really because of that defense. That defense kept them in. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, to be honest with you, the defense didn't even, didn't even really play as well as they could have played, to yeah. be all the way honest with you. Yeah. But they, they kept the game close enough yeah. for that offense to kind of do something to maybe take over, and it just didn't happen. It didn't, it yeah. didn't go that way. And what's what's worrisome for me with the Jets is that, again, going back to the offense, one thing that I've seen that they've gotten away from is the run game, bro. They're yeah, not, man, that makes – yeah. Some you know what I'm saying? They're they not running the ball they should, they as they should be. You you went out and got – they're 20th in the run. You went out and got James Robinson to trade. Where's he at? Where I, I, I know Carter – Carter's had – he had a solid game, but where, where is – 
where's James Robinson at? He hasn't really did anything, you know, and I blame a lot of it. I get it. You know, he's not really averaging the yards, but sometimes the running backs, bro, they need those, you know, 18 to 25 touches. Sometimes yep. they, they, they need, you know, especially if you're dedicated to running the ball. And that's what the Jets has been, you know, this whole season, really. Running the ball, playing good defense, and hopefully the QB just don't turn the ball over. That's really what this team has been. Yeah. You know, and obviously once, you know, the, the defense is able to really kind of like stop the run, you go against tough defense, you want your QB to be able to develop that. Hopefully they developed it by that time and they're able to really get some, some going in the passing game. But we haven't really got that from Zach Wilson. Obviously that's why Mike White is here. But they have completely got away from the run. And I would like to see them really go at it with Buffalo with the run. I think they need to attack on that side of the ball. They need to really run the ball against Buffalo. I know Buffalo's a, they're, they're a tough team. Obviously, we, we already know uh, they're, they're my Super Bowl coming out of the AFC, you know. So I, I, I get it on defense and whatnot. But for that offense to really thrive, the Jets, that is, they need, a, they need to be balanced. And I and I I just think that and they need to actually they their strength that's not even just be balanced really they just that that's their strength is really to run the ball they need to start there with it man and hopefully they get back to that outside of that man I I just don't see I don't see how they really win this game you know um, Buffalo is they're 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 peaking at the right time right now where they're you know, they know where they're at. They know what, what time it is. December, they're about to be – they're already in the playoffs. Now they're trying to just get – well, yeah, the playoffs started today. They'll be in so with the Jets. But as far as them losing, it, you know, enough games for them to be out, they know that's not going to happen. So right now they're trying to have uh, the seed spot. You know, they're trying to have the best seed spot. And I just think right now going against – and that's another thing too. <clears throat> We're not going to see them – they already lost to the Jets early in the season. I think it was like 20 to 17. They're not going to beat them again, especially in what is it? I think it's in Buffalo. This game is in Buffalo, isn't it? Yep, it's in Buffalo. Yep. It's in Buffalo. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way they're going to allow this to happen. And I don't think Josh Allen, you know, one thing I've seen, seen with him, I don't know what game it was, man. Um, he's really competitive. Not saying the other QBs are not, but, you know, he he even come off like that in his in his press conferences and his post-game conferences. He, he really comes off as, you know, like when he makes his mistakes, or whatever, he let it be known and he wants to get back at it. You can see that. And so, you know, this is a, re a revenge game for them, man. This is these two rival teams. And I just think the Bills just have they, – they have too much. They have too much, man. And Sauce Gardner, my guy, my number one corner coming out this year, man, he didn't look that good last week. It's going to be interesting to see how he look again versus Diggs. You know, I know he goes back and forth both sides of the field, so he's not going to be on digs the whole time. But yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how how he 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 bounced back because, like, like I said last week, I didn't he wasn't that he wasn't that great last week. So, yeah. and I think, like I said, even with digs, not just Josh Allen, even with digs, they, they know they lost that first game, so they're going to really be getting after it in this game, man. I just don't see. The Jets really coming out with this one. They just got too many issues, too many question marks. Another thing, too, going back to the offense with Mike White, the turnovers. You know, he gets to a point where he's just turning over the ball way too much. You know, two two times, even one time sometimes can be enough, you know, so especially in key moments. So that that's the thing you have to worry about with the Jets. And that's why Robert Sala probably said what he said because it's just – 
you know, although White Mike White is playing the best ball right now in the QB spot, but that, you know, he he's still not he's playing the best ball against QBs right now. That's nothing to really brag about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're playing your best ball, but it's against QBs. Like, for example, Zach Wilson being behind him, Joe Flacco being behind him. That's not nothing to really praise about. You know, it, it, you're, you're not beating out any QB that's like, oh, wow, you know, if you beat out him, okay, yeah, you no, it's 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 those two guys, Zach Wilson, somebody that <laughs> right now is to the point where some people feel like he should be cut. Then you got Joe Flacco that you know we know how what he's been after his Super Bowl run with, with Baltimore. So yeah. yeah, man, I just think they're all over the place on offense. I like what Buffalo is doing right now. Nothing with Buffalo too. I think I already brought it up. I'm bringing it up again. The run game, they're they're able to yeah. run the ball. A lot more. The, the one thing I wanted to see from them last year, you know, was to really run the ball. And this year, I think they're ranked eighth in rush in rushing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're they're up there rushing, and and so that that's something you really want to see, man. You got James Cook, you got Dev, uh, Devin Terry. They're they're getting after it, man. And then obviously you got Josh Allen, who will run the ball if he needs to. So yeah. I don't know. Obviously, more complete team. Uh, they don't have no confusion this late into December, which is something you don't want, especially if you're on the brink of making the playoffs, like the Jets. Yeah, so give me, give me Buffalo, man. Give me, uh, now nah, give me, yeah, give me 23, give me 23 to 17, Buffalo. Yeah, man. Um, you made a, a several good points. Um, I think well, honestly, what happens with the Jets is uh, Mike White plays super good against the Bears, and that's a truly rebuilding team, and um. They're trying to do a best on offense over Justin Fields trying to do his best on offense. And um I think the Jets fall in love with the pass and the big plays of a, of a Gary Wilson and how great Mike White was throwing passes and uh how Zach Wilson, they don't trust him and stuff like that. I feel like that's why they was throwing it around. And they get, they need to get back to the a running game because they traded for James Robinson, right. give up a late round pick, and that dude is still a very good back, and it's crazy how easily they was able to get him. And I feel like you made a good point. They need to get back to the running game because this this running game is actually pretty damn good. And by running the ball, you you keep your defense off the field and you eliminate turnovers as well. Right. Um, I, th- I think Robinson only had like I, think I saw at one point he had like I think it was like four carries something like that or like barely any touches in the game plan. Um, use rely on this Jets defense, which is coached by Robert Sala which is very, very, very good. Like, I know you want to go to Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, and he was pissed because he wasn't involved in the game. You know, go to Garrett Wilson. Go involve Coughlin, too. Make easy completions for a young quarterback. Because Mike White, this is probably, what, like his fourth, fifth start or something like that. Like, he's not a very experienced quarterback, and he's still a young quarterback as well. And Sala isn't sure who he's going to pick because, you know, we was trying to rely on Mike White, and he was turning the ball over, too. Like, um. And some of the play designs, like, coming down to the end, like, I watched some of these games, and a lot of it was going to different guys or trying to run, like, reverses and, like, getting stops on, like, key situations and stuff. Or uh, uh, Mike White is, is throwing it into double coverage or trying to fit it in too tight between two players, you know, to, you know, go go to your go-to guys or scheme it up where you're going to use Garrett Wilson to draw the coverage and you have somebody going underneath, you know, like a Corey Davis, like uh, Jackson Barrios, they love to throw sleeps and quick screens to him. But a lot of the plays last week where he was either dropping or 
uh, it, the ball was settling over his head because he's not a big guy. So that's probably why you should use a guy like an Elijah Moore, who teams probably don't think is going to go to it, or a Corey Davis, who's the veteran in that wide receiving core and can make plays for you on, in key situations. I remember he had a big a play against the Vikings uh, in that game that uh, was looked like it was setting up for them to go in, but I think Mike White turned it by throwing it to the end zone. But you have Harrison Smith, who stays around the ball because he, he still can cover so much ground. But, you know, I feel like that's what they need to get to. I'm with you too, Jay. Uh, Zach Wilson and this Buffalo Bills team. That's the that's the key word. Team and quarterback is much right. better than um, the Jets. And even with Von Miller being out, they're going back to the running game. I didn't know that they were uh, eighth in, um, in rushing, uh, which is just truly incredible. Um, and then, like you said, uh, Cook, um, Dalvin Cook's cousin is getting involved in this game as well. So, uh, James, was it James Cook? I think that's his name. Yeah, James Cook. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's the other guy who they, who they've been using for a few years, but never gets a good yeah, amount Singletary? of who, who, yeah, Singletary? Singletary, yeah. Singletary. Yeah. It's always weird, too, because it's like, oh, we, Singletary's really playing well. Singletary's really doing amazing, but they never involve him as much as they should. And then they've they drafted guys to replace somebody. And every time they seem like they're about to replace him or put somebody else to start, he goes off. But uh, but Cook is actually having a good game as well. And I feel he's more explosive. I feel like he probably he doesn't have the trust of the coaches and the play callers because Singletary is still there. But Singletary unlimited carries, man. I, I remember like two games ago, I think he had like 11 carries for like 80 yards or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, and one was like a big run. So you can see the dynamic of that guy. And uh, you still got Stefan Diggs out there. And you said Sauce Gardner didn't have a great game. Um, I felt like when I was the, a lot of the Jefferson plays that I saw going off was against, was against the other corner on the opposite yeah. side of the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I think he was doing he was doing good enough where it was all right. Well, if we're gonna have this offense going, we need to move Jefferson away from Sauce. You know, <laughs> let's right. go play on DJ Reed. You know, like <laughs> we right. we need to play. Like all right, we go motion away from Sauce play DJ Reed. So um, I think it's definitely interesting. And I think Saucers has another big challenge ahead of him, which I feel like he's going to meet. And uh, Stefan Diggs, too, uh, is probably will be coming out the tunnel. I remember, was that last time they played where he was walking up to Sauce and talking to him, or was that somebody else? But, you know. I think it was somebody else, but yeah. It was somebody else. So, but yeah. Uh, uh, it was super funny because I'm like, I think the corner wasn't even. Spe- oh, no, that was Green Bay. That's when they played Green Bay. He, he was talking on. About yeah, he came and knocked the, the cheese head. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was when he was playing uh, Green Bay. Well, no, I'm talking about uh, Diggs. Diggs walked up to uh, um, Jordan's favorite corner on on Green Bay and got in his face. And dude, like, oh, Jared. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah. Alexander. He walked straight up his face and was talking smack to him. And Alexander, like. Bro, what is you doing? Like, I even, you know, like, <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. like Alexander wanted, like, it wasn't like he didn't want to smoke. But you, you ever see somebody talking trash to somebody and a dude like, where all this coming from? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. That was just seem like Alexander, like, bro, why are you, are you talking to me like I said something to you, bro? Like, all right, cool. You trying to get into, all right, well, I see what kind of game this is. But it was super funny, though, because, like, Alexander, like, what? Like, bro, we ain't even, I didn't even come at you. But it was super funny. So, I want to. I definitely want to see those two match up, but I don't feel like if Stefan Diggs try to say that to Sauce, I mean, because Sauce Gardner still is six three, even though he's a rookie. I don't know if Stefan Diggs can walk up and talk to him in his face because 
He could. I mean, he could, bro. Height don't really mean nothing. If you can put in that work, which no, digs no, I mean, I, I mean, he can't walk up and physically talk to him in his face like that because sauce is towering over him. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I see. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ain't talking to my face. You gonna be looking up. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, hear I hear you. But yeah, this should be it. Should be a good game. But I, I got the Bills too. Uh, actually, I was thinking the same score, maybe even like twenty to seventeen or twenty okay. to fourteen. Uh, versus your twenty three to seventeen, but yeah, yeah. Because even with an off, even with an off game, man, uh, with the Jets defense, you just expect them. To, it's a rivalry game, yeah. you know. Um, they played them really well last the last time they played. They know they need to make the playoffs, you know. So you expect the defense to bounce back, you know, mm-hmm. and, and play a better game. So I, I'm, you know, I, I think they'll keep it kind of close for the well, yeah, close for the most part. I just think. A little bit too much with Buffalo and just mm-hmm. the Jet QB situation. I think there's going to be a point in time where Mike White is going to turn over the ball, and it's going to be in a key, a, a, a key position or a key, however you want to say it. You know, uh, where it may be fourth quarter, where it's like yeah. a couple. They may be. It may be like it was where they're driving up there. You know, to try to make that 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 either to get a field goal or to score a touchdown and Mike White throws an interception. You know, yeah. I, I could definitely see something like that happen. Our next game here, man, your team, who I'm tired of talking about. Man, I'm tired of talking about the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of talking about the Eagles, man. But, you know, it's one of the best games this week. So, I mean, you know, we we, we definitely – I love football. I'm a diehard Raider fan. Everybody already know that. But – this game right here is is a is a must see. I say that for a couple reasons. One, because of the re- the the record. You look at the record yeah. and you see what the Giants have to do. Their schedule is tough from here on forward, mm-hmm. and they got some injuries. The Eagles is rolling right now. I mean, they just yeah. demolished the team that I thought was going to beat them. You know, I I really thought that Derrick Henry was really gonna. You know, I I I I thought. Well, put it this way. I put it this way. I thought the game would be a lot closer. I thought the game would be a whole lot closer than, than what it was. I thought the Eagles had a, a chance to to slow down Henry and get it going on their own offense. And I and I thought AJ Brown would get off. I just didn't think it would be the score that it that it was. No way I thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, did I. What do you think is going to happen in this game right here? I I, I know you I know you have your team. I'm not even – I shouldn't even ask you what, what the final score is going to be, but what do you think – as a matter of fact, let me make this question a little bit harder for you. Okay. How can the Giants beat the Eagles in this game? What what do the Giants need to do to, to, to beat the Eagles? Well, well I've, seen, I've seen chinks in our armor so far this year. Okay. Um, and it's easy. You, um, you eliminate the big plays, um, and you uh, capitalize on turnovers where – where sometimes when, like, let's say the Eagles are going deep and you force them into turnovers, like uh, when we played and lost to Washington, you run it down our throats. But with the addition of uh, Sue and um, I forget the, uh, I forget the other big dude's name who's been eating up space, you try to – because I was worried about, like you mentioned earlier, I was worried about uh, Derrick Henry running it down our throats as well. But I feel like uh, Sue and the other big dude who we signed, uh, is it, is it Joseph? You got me blanking on his name now, man. I'm mad. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, I got you. Yeah, they both uh seem like since they've been Joseph Limbell. 
Yeah, Linval Joseph, since they've been yeah. with us for about two weeks now, going on three, that if they've really started to get into football shape, starting to play better, knocks you out. I got somebody else coming back this week, too, though. Uh, his name. Yeah. The rookie, the rookie, yeah, he could yeah, come back this week. Um, yeah, which I kind of hope he doesn't, just so he can rest up more, honestly. Because the the thing I didn't like about and what I think what contributed to uh our run defense was the fact we had Davis playing the nose, we had uh Fletcher Cox playing like a three technique, or even kind of like a wide technique, and then we had um our other guy Hargraves playing kind of an end. So it was actually kind of go like a multiple front, like three, four, four, three kind of front kind of a thing, you know? So I felt that kind of contributed to it. Cause it was like all these multiple fronts that kind of was honestly running like a, a, a four, a three, four in a sense. Cause we still had Hassan Reddick out there and we would have like one DN or something. So it was like a weird thing. And I felt like it attributed to our run defense, but then now we're just back to the four down linemen. Uh, 2D tackles, two actual DNs instead of like three D tackles and running all these kind of fronts behind it. Um, the Giants honestly just have to try to play man coverage and shut down, try to shut down our wide receivers, play man to man, you know. Okay. Uh, try to get Saquon, try to run it with Saquon, but also get into the screen and pass the game, like dump offs and stuff like that. Maybe do some boots with Daniel Jones, get him on the edge because he, that, that big, 80-yard play where he ran against the, the – they talk about Monday night – or Thursday night football where he he ran one heck of far and then he tripped over his own feet. That was against us. That was against my Eagles. Yeah, I know. I was watching it. So, people <laughs> uh, forget it. I'm like, bro, this dude is like, like – like I said on the other podcast, he's like – he looked like that fast kid who had a huge growth spurt and still ain't used to running with his body currently, you know. So, he can get out there. But is he going to get – he going to make it all the way to the sticks? Probably not. He going to fall over. Um but, yeah, keep Daniel Jones to under 20 yards. That's their game plan. Run Saquon 25 times. Give him probably five catches. Let him get off into space and then play man coverage and have Wink Martindale's defense uh, play man-to-man and uh, create a pass rush against us. I just think, um, uh, like, because Thibodeau, the Giants, one of their first-round first picks, right. had a sack and a late, right. a late sack against them. He really hasn't had an impact on this defense. Like, I think they're making a mistake by having him stand up, get him more comfortable with his hand in the dirt, and then over time, like, let him start standing up just to get a consistent pass rush. Like, I think he has – I think that's his second sack on the season, you know, from, a fir- like, a first-round pick who's so high. I think it was, like, what do you go, number three or number four? You want, like, more of an impact than what he's given us. I think he had – because I remember he had – he came out here at his knee during uh, preseason. But he came back, had two games where he's kind of making something. But he's been cold ever since until last week. So I feel like that, the pass rush, which they need to focus on and do more of, is um, what can help them. But Wink is more of a coverage and blitz with pass rush. You know, create, I need corners. I don't need pass rushes. I can create like kind of a pass rush. But I feel having pass rushers, you know, build it from the front to the back makes it easier to uh create uh create a pass rush where you don't always have to play stellar deep, stellar coverage. And that's how I can beat us. Because they don't have no wide receivers, so that's why I, I couldn't <laughs> really couldn't see how hard it I, <laughs> see how hard I made it for you, man. Yeah, I mean, I know, but I, I can create a game plan, you know. Right. Because 
the reason the way Washington beat us was the fact they ran it 50 times and kept capitalizing on, on third and shorts. Um, and then we kept going for the big play, but we was turning it over too. Like we was getting some of those big plays, but was turning over. Like the one to um the one the big one to uh was a receiver, he was like sixteen, uh high tower. We threw it to him deep, he caught a forty yard pass, got up, they hit him and he fumbled. They were in the Washington recovered. Or the uh the uh the flat the f- miss flat face mask on Dallas Goddard where he ended up, he ended up getting hurt. And then um, uh, they recovered and all, and ran it back to like the five or something like that, which I still think is bull. And they was like they they reviewed it, they reviewed it and said, "Yep, he fumbled." And then they saw the face mask, but we can't call it face mask. So I'm like, okay, so little little breaks like that that just go your way, you know. So with me, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I got the Eagles winning this one. I got the yeah. Eagles winning this one. I know you do, but I I think kind of convincingly, I I do think that the Giants' defense will make it tough in the beginning. I just think that they really don't have too much to really do on offense, man. I, yeah. I would like to yeah. see, you know, play calls be a little bit, you know, just just not being too conservative. Sometimes I, I think they understand what they got with Daniel Jones, and they try yeah. to make it where they're – and I get it. They're a run team. You know, I, I, you know, I understand that, but I just feel like, they need to open up the passing game some way. They don't really have too many. Obviously, I mean, Wandell Robinson, who tore his ACL, which it really it really is unfortunate. You know, hopefully he can get back healthy and everything is okay with him, just on a personal level and everything. And then he's able to get back to 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 playing the sport that he loved. This dude here was was building some chemistry with Daniel Jones, and yeah. now with him being out. It hurts that passing game. I mean, they got they had some going. It hurts that passing game. So now they're back doing what what they kind of was doing. You know what they planned on doing, and it's it's limiting the play calling. And I and yep. in a lot of ways, I think it's limiting them as far as like what they want to call because they don't trust what they have out there from yep. UB from Daniel Jones being able to make the passes and then the wide receivers they got out there. You know, uh, I I think that. He needs to open, and I, I, I and I say this because, and and I've been liking the, what what the Giants has been able to do. I don't want to make it like, you know, the, I'm I'm you know this team is. I, I like what they've been able to do. Yeah, I'll say that I like what they've been able to do. It's just I think they need to really put some more trust in Daniel Jones, and try maybe even some practice squad players. I, I'm seeing what what my Raiders is doing. There's some players where. You know, you you thought they were going to be all of that coming into the season, and they're not playing so well. And and the Raiders and had to make some some adjustments where they're bringing up practice squad players and whatever. Giants may have to do the same thing when they're not getting when they're not getting production from their starters and from their second string players. They may have to go with some other players and just see what they got. And I, I would like to see the offensive coordinator really, you know, kind of expand and put some more trust in that offense in the passing game, really, because the running game is there. But I just think now with no weapons there, no or nothing to really, you know, no, no, no play calling really going towards that. I just think it it makes it easier for the opposing team because they know they, they I mean, they really know what you're trying to do. It's just running the ball. We we just gotta really stop Barkley and it's over with. And I think that's why I think the Eagles is gonna win this game because you've seen what they were able to do last week. I mean, the Titans, 
You know, that's part of the reason. Matter of fact, we should have got on that <laughs> too, yeah. as far as the Titans GM being fired. That was yeah. another hot topic right there, man. I mean, because he got let go really because of, I mean, look what happened, bro. We, yeah. we let go of somebody. We gave up a first round. We gave up a player. We got a first round pick. And the player came, lit us up. Yeah. And he's, he's made that team that much better and made the QB that much better and that much more confident and even accurate. I mean, you know, I mean, he's had some off games where he, he didn't put up those 90 yards, 80 yards or whatever, or 100 yeah. yards, but he's still, he, you could tell Jalen Hurts feel more comfortable, have, I mean, just in general, passing the ball now because he has that steady weapon there. And then he's still got Devontae Smith over there. Yeah. I mean, so not when he's healthy, yeah, yeah. And now you, he come over here and have another. He has a breakout game, you know, his best game in the last few weeks versus us. So you know, you made a mistake, yeah. Good riddance, bro. You you fired. You you out of here. <laughs> you, you you know, I mean, so yeah, he made a big mistake there. But my point of 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 all of that, man, is is just you know, you you you. With with this team here, when you look at the when you when you look at the Giants and you look at what's going on here and the weapons that they do not have, you know you you have to make something you have to make something work. You have to make something work yeah. here, and I and I just think that they don't they just they don't have it, man. They don't have yeah. it. The Eagles, they they are able to run the ball on mm-hmm. you know with their QB with the running back. You know, and they're able to pass the ball. Jalen Hurts is, you know, like I just mentioned, he's comfortable in the passing game because of the weapons he has there. You know, in the defense, you know, adding Linville, Joseph, adding, you know, uh, Hargrave. Obviously, Hargrave's already there. Yeah, two. You add, you have um, the rookie Davis coming back. You know, I, I just, to me, this team is one of the most, if not the most complete team in the league. And that's why I, I get it. The record, when you look at the schedule, you're like, oh, well, they only play. Yeah, well, whatever. They're taking care of business in the way they should be. Yeah. And yeah. I expect it to be the same way this week. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a good – I do think it's going to be a good game for the first – I think the first half, maybe in a little bit into the third quarter because Wink Martindale, who I respect as yeah. a defensive coordinator, he, he's going to make it – he's going to make it tough. But I just think after a while, it's it's the offense. They 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 need to create something. They yeah. have to create something else there other than trying to run the ball because the Eagles know how to stop the run. Derrick Henry had one of his worst games last year. Yeah. Last year. Yep. So, you know, I so I I just I I don't I don't see how the Giants get it done just with Barkley. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is better than Daniel Jones. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is, like you mentioned. It's two things. Uh, we talked about the Titans fighting their GM and how they have the running game with Derrick Henry and Tannehill. Uh, this Giants team reminds me a lot of the Titans right before they paid Derrick Henry, right before they paid Tannehill. Like, literally, to me, they're very similar. They have a great defense. Titans have a great defense. Right. They build around a run. So is the Titans. Uh, and then their quarterback is okay. So is the Giants. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's very similar, and then they both this they both have the same game plan to beat the team. If you right. stop the run, you eliminate the running back from the game. Uh, they don't have no one to like a really it really really any playmakers. 
Uh, Daniel Jones and Red Ted Hill are both athletic, which is funny. Uh, Jones is much faster. But, yeah, stop the run, stop the running back, and you will win this game. Um, so I got my Eagles winning. Real yeah. Real quick, who do you think is a better passer? I know we don't really think too much of Ryan Tannehill or Daniel Jones, but who do you think is a better passer? Um, out, of two? Two. out of those two. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, no Easy. question. Easy money. Easy. Yeah. Easy money, bro. I mean, really, I, Daniel Jones got the name Danny Dimes because of a preseason game, and then he played well on Thursday night against the Patriots after they benched Eli Manning. But ever since then, he really hasn't came out. He's not accurate, and, though. And looked, yeah, it looked accurate like like the QB that they drafted or whatever. So that that QB that QB first-round class, is we look back at it, it was both terrible. I know yeah. our recipes, Dwayne Haskins. Um, but they both probably should have went in the second round, if you really think about it. Honestly, Daniel Jones was supposed to go, he was projected to go late in the 20s, early second. That's what everybody was, was saying. To go, look, bro, we we had a, me and my boy, I linked up with some of the homies, man. There yeah. was a, there, we did a draft party, and like that, Daniel <laughs> Lopez, yeah. shout out to my boy, yeah. over there at Diamond Talk. Go ahead and check that out. They killing it over there, man. Rob, Nick, all of them, they killing it. He was there. Just his 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 facial expression when they when they drafted him was crazy, bro. Like yeah. nobody thought Daniel Jones was going to go that high, bro. Did <laughs> then I feel like honestly, bro. I'm gonna just say the GM lied and said he had word that somebody else was gonna draft him, uh, and I'm like, who? Nobody was saying that, bro. Everyone was talking about before this game start, before the draft started. Daniel Jones should go in the 20s, either the mid or the late 20s. Nobody we, said top five. Bro, we Nobody had said top the 10. Everybody thought that he was going. That, honestly, people thought Haskins was going before Daniel Jones. Everybody did. We did. Everybody yeah. thought Haskins was going before uh, Daniel Jones. Like, even ESPN had the camera on Dwayne Haskins. Like, will the Giants on the clock? Or whatever, and right, they was like they probably right. thought it was, it was like who was they gonna take? Are they gonna take Dwayne Haskins? They're gonna take Dwayne Haskins, and they looked at Dwayne Haskins and said, "It's like with the such and such pick, the Giants select." And he said, "He read, he said Daniel Jones," and they took Daniel Jones, and he was like, "Bro, everybody was like, what? This side because they still had two first round picks. They yeah. could have selected, probably should have selected Josh, the other Josh Allen, the outside linebacker, or or Jeffrey Simmons." The GM like his hog, hog mollies could have took Jeffrey Sims with the first pick and came back around because they end up taking a D tackle anyway. Yeah, could, could have came back around. It's like Daniel Jones. What, what was it like? There's 15 pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was crazy, but yeah, man. Uh, this team definitely reminds me a lot of the Tennessee Titans, and I got my Eagles winning uh, this game. Also, another thing too, I honestly thought this Giants team was very fraudulent from the get go. Mainly because, you did, yeah, you did say that, but see, I, I still think it's a little biased. I don't know. No, 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 no. Eagle like, fan. I mean, you know, I know I'm an Eagle fan, but then when it comes down to it, I know my division at the same time too. That's so true. that's why I think it's like because we're seeing now, if you stop the run, they have no other way to beat you, mm-hmm. and that's how I was seeing games. It was Saquon was doing a lot, and it was winning these close games because Saquon was having ridiculous amount of games. And that defense was playing great, right? So the moment Saquon don't go off for 130, 150 yards or have some huge explosive play, 
then what? Because Jones wasn't winning for you. Like, if, if Saquon was going off and they was winning games, but then when he wasn't doing it, Daniel Jones was coming out there, throwing for 350 yards and three touchdowns, that would show me that you have two different ways of winning. Right. But that wasn't happening. Daniel Jones was still throwing under 200 yards, and somehow they was winning or barely winning. Like, he only threw for over 20 yards one time this year, and that was in a blowout because he threw 55 times. So I'm like, this isn't winning football. Right. But that's why I was like, it's fraudulent. And because uh, Wink Martin did, I give a lot of credit to him because I was like, dang, especially when the Ravens defense wasn't looking good without him. I was like, damn, this dude is a hell of a coach. Oh, yeah. Saquon's a hell of a back. And Brian Dayball is dope as hell too. But Daniel Jones at that guy and is actually holding back this team because we got to play run ball dominant with the running game and play great defense in order for us to give a chance to win. So I'm like, yeah, Jones is literally holding this team back because he ain't accurate and whatever. So I'm like, eventually at some point teams, you know, the midway point teams will figure out a way and you got off to the side start, but then you'll start to slow down because of it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, uh, give me the Eagles. I, I didn't get my final score. Give me the Eagles in this game, man. Give me uh Give me 20, give me 27 to 20. Actually, no, no, actually, give me 30. Yeah. Give me 30 Eagles, 20 Giants. Give me 30 to 14. Mm. Yeah. All right. I just think, I don't think they can put up a lot of points because of the running game like that. So Yeah, same here, bro. Yeah. I don't blame you. A couple yeah. field goals for sure. Also, a great point by you talking about A.J. Brown. By getting A.J. Brown, you got a dude who could beat man coverage, and that's what every young quarterback needs. When a dude is right there on you, the receiver can just make a catch mm-hmm. on top of uh, – like, make a – like, just, like, right there on him. And I can catch – like, literally, dude was holding, or I said he was slow dancing with A.J. Brown in the end zone, and then the ball literally hits the defender's shoulder pad Pops up just a little bit. AJ Brown catches it for a touchdown. Like that's what bona fide number one receivers do, man. It's about and, right. and that's what has helped Jalen Hurts so much when he puts it exactly on the money or close in this area. Um, AJ Brown comes down with the catch. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. You know, and that and that's the impact that he's had, and that's why the Titans fired their GM. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, they just can't. Yeah, I mean, nobody understood that. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but mm-hmm. it, nobody understood that trade. It yeah, yeah. did not make sense. The Eagles yeah. loved it. Everybody loved it. I thought everybody thought, even yeah. non-Eagle fans thought that, mm-hmm. that was, the Eagles had a great offseason. That was yeah. a great trade for them, you know, but uh, for the Titans, it just didn't. And I like Traylon Burks. Shout out to Chase. Chase had him number one. I had him two. I had, yeah. him, I had him right behind uh, Garrett Wilson. So, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in him, but I mean, he hasn't proven not nowhere near enough in college yeah. to say, "Oh yeah, he's gonna come in and he's just gonna yeah. take over what AJ Brown has done." Nah, that don't make sense, bro. Yeah. I like the pick. I, I like that they went after a, another weapon and all of that, yeah. but it, that that I mean, I just there wasn't an AJ Brown in this draft. I didn't think, yeah. you know. Um, and so far that hasn't been the case. Traylon is coming around, but um. That's just not the this, you know. It, you drafted a physique of a of a uh Jalen Burks because he reminded you of an AJ Brown. Yeah. But it would have definitely been better to draft another dude 
like AJ Brown alongside of him, or just take care of AJ Brown, pay him, bro. Just yeah. do what you do what you need to yeah. do. You know, GMs they be trying to overthink. They think they're smarter than everybody yeah. else. Not just them, just people, and just some people think they're just too smart, and and yeah. they they end up looking stupid at the end of the day. You yeah. should have kept AJ Brown. Period. You know, Cause, um, yeah. Because for me, man, it was uh, I was getting pissed before the AJ Brown trade. I was like, man, Olave gone. Wilson gone. We need another weapon. How the hell? And then I think uh, Doxon went early to Washington. I'm like, man, how we going? We need another weapon. We took Davis. Okay, that's good. We need. Okay, we got him because we get him. Boy, Watson was right there, but see, ain't nobody want to see. Look, see, (laughs) see, nobody want to believe in Christian Watson now. Y'all see what he's doing in Green Bay? Oh, I saw. I saw him going. I thought I saw him. Honestly, I heard figured he was going to the back of the second or back. I mean, top of the first. So I was like, maybe we'll trade down to get him or something like that or trade up in the second to get him or something. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, he, he's starting to ball now, but it took a minute. But then when we traded for A.J. Brown, right. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Right. Now now we talking. I wanted to buy an A.J. Brown jersey right then and there because I was just like, bro, I was, <laughs> I was a fan of him. Huh? Yeah. I was a fan of him in fantasy and just uh, his game. I just loved his game. I got big physical running slants is getting away his yak yardage. I was like, this dude is incredible. So yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean it, it always feels better when you're able to get somebody that's that's established. You know, yeah. I mean that's what AJ Brown is. Somebody that's already put in the work in this league. Yeah. He's still young. He's somebody that you know you know he can go and do it for any other team. It's mm-hmm. different when you're drafting somebody. Somebody that is put it up, put the numbers up in college and gotta try to do the same thing in the NFL with a different QB, a different mm-hmm. team. The league mm-hmm. is faster. I mean, a whole bunch of different things have to happen. So, yeah, I feel you on that. It's just like us, bro. You know, I always got yeah. a ton of Raiders, man. It's, always, yeah. it's like us. We got Devontae Adams. Yeah. A lot of Raiders fans. I still need to go get my my jersey. You know, I mean, we we went out and got somebody that's established, bro, the number one wide receiver in the league. So, yeah, man, I mean, I yeah. So, I think this is going to be a good game. I definitely think it's going to be a good game, a good game, but I think the Eagles are going to pull away. Um, I got my final score for it. You got any more final final things you want to add? To this game? Nah, nah, man. Just fly, Eagles, fly. And, uh, nah, nah, we ain't about to hear all that. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was going to say, I'm just, just probably going to buy me an A.J. Brown jersey for Christmas. That's all. I was like, you know, because I'm wrapping up the game. That's why. Fly, Eagles, fly. Because, you know, over the Giants. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, man. Well, the Raiders is about to play in a minute, man. Y'all know what time it is. Check that game out. Check out the pod for sure. If you haven't heard it already, tell your friends about it. We'll see y'all next week, man. Go on.